Welcome to Rock Talk, the podcast where a couple of jabronis get to know the movie roles of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I'm Jordan Rummel, joined as always by my good friend and co-host Charlie Guile. Charlie, how are you doing? Doing really well. It's award season. I'm dressed fully head-to-toe tuxedo. I got my patent leather shoes. They're shiny. Not as shiny as Dwayne Johnson's bald head. Uh, mm. But I really wanted to you know, do my part to get into the awards season. Well, I'm glad to hear you're dressed up because I am fully nude. Uh, <laughs> but I am real I'm yin yang up. thing. I'm like I'm as wet as Dwayne Johnson's forearms in a driving <laughs> scene in Fast Seven. So I am I'm feeling it, man. The energy is electric. Uh, because we have got a fantastic topic of our weekly mini episode. Uh, in previous mini episodes, our listeners know we've discussed everything from Dwayne Johnson's. SNL appearances to our dream Dwayne Johnson movie role castings to even the possibility of him running for president. But today we are going to talk about Dwayne Johnson's iconic presence at the 2018 Golden Globe Award ceremony, which took place this past Sunday, January 7th. And Charlie, was it or was it not just truly spectacular in every sense of the word? It's great. And Usually, I'm pretty bored by uh, award shows. You know what you need to do? Insert Dwayne Johnson into those award shows more often, and I would watch them so much more. Because I got to say, red carpet, watched him. Watch him walk across (laughs) that red carpet in that black tux and that Brioni suit. Mm. Oh, baby. Uh, Now, that's his fashion game. He killed it. GQ named him among the best-dressed men of the Golden Globes, and I do not think they were wrong. Not only did they name him one of the best-dressed men, they said that he was one of the best-groomed men at the Golden Globes and because he, he had that salt-and-pepper beard going, but it was trimmed to a nice guard setting. He had some really cool sunglasses. I, I never really got the specs on those, but let's let's go over what he wore. Looks like he's wearing a David Yarmung pinky ring, which what do you think about the pinky ring? You know what? On a mere mortal, I don't know about the pinky ring. If I if I meet a guy, like to me, that's a first impression problem, seeing a pinky ring on a stranger. But in I you got I'm looking at this photo of him with his hand kind of touching like the suit button, and you can see that pinky ring all splayed out for the world to see. <laughs> yeah, he was really flashing it. It projects like. A nice sense, like a paternal masculinity. I don't know what it is, but I feel comforted by it. He looks like an it. entertainer, you know? He just yeah. looks like an entertainer. I'm entertained just looking at this picture. God, I guess that's he's... arousal. <laughs> I guess that's uh, your body's nervous system letting you know you like what you see. <laughs> so my theory on his pinky ring is that he just ordered a regular size ring, but because he has his sausage fingers... Uh, <laughs> That it would only fit on his pinky and he just kind of rolled with it because that's the sort of ingenuity that you get from Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Probably ordered four or five of them. He's just got an entire foot worth of rings on right now. <laughs> Underneath those shoes? Yeah. That'd be Ready nice. Ready at any moment. to. He probably takes his shoes off at night and it sounds like he's tap dancing on his floors. <laughs> it's like getting your keys out of your pocket. <laughs> it sounds like that. Uh, So he had his ring, his David Yarmung ring. Uh, He also had a Mont Blanc watch. You can't really see it in this photo. Uh, But, you know, that's a a nice watch. It's like a $10,000 to $20,000 watch there. Also Mont Blanc cufflinks because you got to match your cufflinks with your watch. Something I never would have known. To me, cufflinks is an area of fashion. And I consider myself a pretty 
fashion forward human uh, for the most part. But cufflinks, I it's a it's a realm in which I feel like I've never even ventured into. Yeah. So mere mortals and people that aren't rich like us, we can only do so much. But I feel like cufflinks are, you know, your signal to the world that you've really made it because most people wouldn't notice them until you notice them. And once you notice them, it's like one of those things like, oh, wow, that guy's really put together. Kind of like a nice tie bar. I feel like if I see a guy in a tie bar, I'm like, you know what? He's really thought this out. He This didn't happen on accident. <laughs> This is a guy who was really put together. So would you say, so are the cufflinks then a step above? Like for me, the problem with a cufflink, and this is what's keeping me out of the cufflink game, America, uh, is that it, it eliminates my favorite my the, my favorite part of wearing dress clothing, which is rolling up my sleeves. Yeah, well, then cufflinks aren't involved in that. And you have to have a certain kind of shirt, like a French cuff shirt without the button there. I don't have those, and I don't... I would never need to buy one because I'm not in a situation in which I need to wear cufflinks very often. Uh, But Dwayne Johnson is, and he looks great. His teeth are whiter than the shirt that he's wearing. He's tanned just perfectly, really showing off that beautiful brown skin of his. His tuxedo, I don't know why I pronounced it, tuxedo. (laughs) Why did I pronounce it like that? That is insane. Oh, boy. That emphasis oh, was crazy. Tuxedo. It was like somebody who has only read the word tuxedo and never had heard it said. A tuxedo, you know? Uh, Which is not too far off for people like us, where our opportunities to wear tux- tuxedos are uh, few and far between. I know. In the first uh, place. Anyway, so his tuxedo is made by Brioni. He wrote an Instagram post thanking Brioni for flying his threads over from Italy last minute. So they lit- like, whose job was that? To just get that tux made bespoke for Dwayne Johnson. And uh, I just wish I could have been the guy sizing him up. I wish I could have been the tailor. We discussed our uh, want for the job of spraying him down to make him look sweaty in movies. Uh, I guess a tailor would be a more appropriate and not (laughs) crazy job to have that where you're that's about as intimate. He was on Instagram. He reached out as saying that he was going to be participating in the meet the uh, the me too or I'm sorry, what is, is um the... So he was the one that, that announced that there was a group of men in Hollywood that were going to wear black in solidarity with the Time's Up. The Time's Up movement. movement. So does this does this count, though? Like, Yes, he... Yeah, uh-huh. This is black. I mean, it's just black tie. Just very classic black tie. You know what? Dwayne Johnson isn't trying to reinvent the wheel here. You know, you look at some other guys, like, uh, like a Neil Patrick Harris, who, you know, did the wide bow tie that's coming back with the velvet or Joe Jonas, Jumaji co-star Joe Jonas, who did all black. He wanted to make a statement with a very classic and almost, you said this before we started recording, James Bond-esque oh, tuxedo. Yes. Oh, now, it, I mean, looking at it, that's really what I, that's the vibe I get. Oh, can you imagine? That is a series I would watch. And it, I, that's, I mean, it's, it's, it's the... It's what America wants, first of all. Oh, baby. I'm just looking at it right now. That'd be so great. Uh, Anyway, so not only did he look great, his 16-year-old daughter was named the first ever Golden Globes ambassador, and she looked lovely as well. You know, 16 years old, she is tall. I got to say, she's very very tall. tall. Well, she's got good genes. You're the spawn of Dwayne Johnson. You're going to be tall. Right. I I realized watching this that I haven't really... Simone is not someone that I'm familiar with. I haven't. Not at all. Is she, is she a very public facing 
individual. I guess at 16, she's not really made much of a debut. But to me, this felt like her debut. Like this felt this is her coming out party for sure. She seems pretty cool. I mean, there's a there's a few kind of fun facts. She seems to be kind of a big deal on Instagram, which is an interesting thing again for to get over 16,000 likes on Instagram for relative obscurity for your average post. That's from 2016, 15,000, 16,000 likes. But here's what's cool about Simone. She actually wants to be a wrestler uh, more than they asked her, you know, what do you want to be? Do you want to be an actor? Do you want to be a model? She goes, no, um, I'd actually like to get in the ring one day. So that could be really cool. I mean, that how many, you know, I think there's been father son combinations in wrestling. The only father daughter combination I can think of is Ric Flair and Charlotte Flair, who's currently tearing it up in the women's division in WWE. But this is this is on that same level. Like this would be equal, if not bigger, star power. And and how cool to to want to go into wrestling. Yeah, I mean, if she even has one tenth of the work ethic that Dwayne Johnson has, she'll end up there, and she will be an intercontinental champion before we know it. She's only 16, so she's got plenty of time to get ready. But as the first ever Golden Globes ambassador, it was her job to hand out the golden statues during the ceremony. But she also uh, was supposed to represent the organization behind the Golden Globe, the HFPA, their philanthropic efforts for the entire year. So she's been hard at work for a long time. And the ceremony this past weekend was really sort of the culmination of her efforts. So congrats, Simone. Uh, We're all rooting for you. If you end up in the ring, I'll come visit you at a WWE event. No questions asked. But for somebody that has had no lack of time in the limelight, uh, Oprah Winfrey was a very familiar face of the Golden Globes. Chances are you've heard a little something about the speech she gave. But what's interesting and what has people really talking is Dwayne Johnson's reaction to it. Uh, perhaps you've seen the the gif going around of Dwayne Johnson looking on intently uh, as, as Oprah spoke. And it's got a lot of people talking about the possibility of a Winfrey Johnson 2020 ticket. Charlie, obviously, we have not shied away from talking about Dwayne Johnson's political future. Uh, what does what does this all mean? for a Dwayne Johnson 2020 potential run. What is what is this? Well, first of all, Dwayne Johnson has come out and said that he is not running in 2020. Logistically, he's got too many projects going right now in the pipeline where he would not have time. He, no possibility that he's going to be running in 2020. So, you know, maybe Oprah teases a run for 2020 to gauge people's interest, doesn't actually run, comes back in 2024 with Dwayne Johnson. Realistically, I... I could never imagine that two people with no governing experience would share the same ticket. That seems insane to me. Donald Trump got a governor, an established governor on his ticket. So it's fun to talk about, but the odds of it happening are pretty slim. I just hope that they don't run against each other because that would be a tough vote. You don't want to split the party, Oprah. (laughs) Clearly. Um, You have everyone in Hollywood talking about it. Uh, Meryl Streep was on with Jimmy Kimmel, uh, and she said... Oprah launched a presidential campaign, I think. That would be a pretty good ticket. You could just keep it Hollywood. You have The Rock as the joint chief of staff. You have Harrison Ford running defense. And obviously there was, you know, a little bit of a joking tone behind that. But I got to say, man, like the more it's like I and I think part of this is because I grew up watching the West Wing. I love (laughs) I love this idea of an all liberal celebrity White House into it. (laughs) That'd be crazy. I mean, Harrison Ford running defense. He's overqualified. Air Force One, that movie, 
this guy's been president before. So he's going to go from president to Pentagon chief? Like, come on. That's crazy. If his survival uh, skills translate at all uh, from his surviving that plane crash into <laughs> defending the country, like, we will be in good shape. That dude is unstoppable. Yeah. Well, anyway, hopefully Oprah's political ambitions don't overshadow the rocks. I hope that they don't keep each other from running. You know, there's been a lot of movie love from the both of us this episode. Speaking of which, should we maybe decide the next movie that we're going to be covering on Rock Talk? I think so. There's a few possible names that we were kind of tossing around, but one of them stuck out in particular. You know, it being award season, and Dwayne Johnson sadly is not up for any Oscar awards. That's a crime. But there is one movie in the repertoire that he has won Best Actor for. Isn't that right? Well, technically, he has won the Lead Acting Award, but it was a Razzie Award, so he won Worst Actor at the Razzies for his role in Doom. So I feel like it's only appropriate that we take a look at the only movie, as far as I know, that Dwayne Johnson has publicly said on Twitter that he regrets doing. Uh, Ringing endorsement, America. Uh, You know, we've covered the highs. We've covered lows. This hopefully uh, promises to be something different. This, I think this could be a new level of what we have covered. This could be approaching tooth fairy levels. Well, I think Uh, it might be so bad that it's like goofy and fun that's what i'm hoping for because i think we all know it's bad i I think it has like a 19 percent on rotten tomatoes which puts it at tooth fairy and baywatch levels of bad but hopefully it's old enough and the effects are old enough where it just comes off as goofy so that's what i'm crossing my fingers for rock talk nation thank you as always for listening and for your support of the show we are still the number one rated, reviewed, listened to, downloaded, streamed, followed, liked, favorited, and retweeted Dwayne Johnson theme podcast on the face of the freaking planet. It is all because of your support and your patronage of our show. If you haven't yet, please don't forget to follow us across all of our social media platforms, including at Rock Talk Pod on Twitter and Instagram, as well as Facebook.com slash Rock Talk Pod. And please, please, please leave us a review on iTunes. Remember, it's the number one way that you can support Rock Talk and Jabronis everywhere. Uh, and, and one quick shout out. I want to say welcome to all the Indonesian listeners of Rock Talk. We had a big influx of Indonesian fans on Facebook uh, over the past week. And I can't be happier about it. If The Rock has taught us anything, it's that he's the most popular person internationally. Besides maybe Vin Diesel. We can talk about that another time. Uh, But I just want to personally welcome all of our listeners from Indonesia and join us next week as we take a look at Dwayne Johnson's first video game movie, Doom. See you next week, jabronis. (laughs) 